one area which seems to be bulletproof from the pandemic is that of real estate. This industry is still certainly booming if the end of 2021 is any indication, which in turn makes it imperative that real estate agents do all they can to stand out amongst the competition. In July of last year, real estate publisher The Close conducted a survey of 135 real estate agents and it found the majority, 60% of real estate agents, now believe that social media is now more important than their own website. Furthermore, 64% of real estate agents believe that they'll get more clients through social media than a year ago. John Shuckman is a top real estate agent who used organic social media growth to grow his business within the first two years. In 2019, he lost it all a full-time job, and he struggled emotionally and mentally for months until he discovered real estate, and now he helps others successfully pivot from employee to entrepreneur. How does he do it, you ask? Well, lucky for you, Shuckman joined me this week to tell me more. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. a moment to welcome you uh, to the program, my friend, and I'm super excited to talk to you about real estate this afternoon. Great to see you, and thanks so very much for being here. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. Like I kind of said before we got going, um, thank you for all you do, right? I know um, when I do these interviews, I, I know how uh, podcasting can often be a um, thankless job, right? You do it to help people and very few people reach out and say that was helpful. So uh, I'll just say thank you so much for what you're doing to uh, try to help people, to share stories with people, to inspire them. And, you know, you were sharing with me almost 600 episodes is insane um, in a good way. Like I'm super impressed. You know, I think the average podcast lasts uh, 10 episodes. So you are uh, 60 times better than the average podcast. And thanks for what you're doing. And thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Yeah, am I. Thank you so very much for the compliment, my friend. It's either uh, a labor of love or insanity, but we'll go with either one, right? It's just just about having great conversations with a lot of people, right? Absolutely, man. Well, it's nice to talk to you, and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you uh, are a top realtor in your field who really helps to create a six-figure, who created, rather, a six-figure 
a real estate uh, business using organic social media. So I'm wondering if you uh, can tell me about all the great work that you've done in building your business. Absolutely. Well, I, I think, you know, kind of my 90 second backstory um, is I've probably had more traditional nine to five W2 jobs than anyone in the world. Um, it's definitely been uh, quite the journey. Um, and in 2019, in February of 2019, I lost my final uh, traditional nine to five job and realized like, what, what am I doing? Clearly, this is not a fit for me. Um, took a few months to figure things out, applied for tons of jobs, didn't get any of them. Finally kind of um, found my way into real estate um, almost by accident, but I, I knew I was always good at sales and relationships. So I was kind of like, how can I combine those things um, to you know have a job that I love and I help people? And so really what, there's a great Albert Einstein quote that I love and I've shared on interviews recently. And it basically says, everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll go up its whole life thinking it is stupid. And that kind of describes my entire journey, man. Like everything I've been through um, and finally getting into real estate was like, oh my goodness, I've just, it's not that I'm stupid. I've just been doing things wrong the whole time, right? I'm a dreamer. I'm an entrepreneur. And so I'm not good at, you know, a job that says, do this, do that. Like I like to... um do my own thing, right? Sometimes to my detriment, but it's really helped my real estate business. So yeah, in 2019, got into real estate um, and basically uh, realized, you know, I had no money to spend at the time, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, how do I grow a real estate business? Well, I knew that I had a huge social media presence, right? With over 3000 connections at the time on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm just going to post about my real estate business on Facebook. And so I did that. Um, and what I learned was people started to reach out and say, oh my goodness, you're crushing it in the real estate business. Even though I hadn't sold any houses yet, I was just taking pictures at showings, um, you know, hosting open houses. Um, and so what I learned is that social media is really all about perception. Use that perception. Um, I didn't write, I didn't lie. I didn't say, oh, I'm showing a house when I was sitting on my couch. I was actually showing houses and just put that stuff on my social media feeds. And the business started to grow um, in 2020. So like nine months after I'd gotten licensed, I had only sold two houses for like 10,000 bucks, right? I was not doing well yet. And and it kind of like all clicked together, the social media and all that. Um, and suddenly business was booming. Um, you know, and like, like I kind of shared a little bit, like the, the business grew a lot. So in 2021, I tripled my income from the... Uh, the previous year and uh, had a six-figure income. And then by 2022, that six-figure income I had created in 2021, I had hit that by June of this year. So it's been a crazy ride, man. We're very thankful. God's blessed our family incredibly. Um, and it's just cool to share my story and try to help people. Um, but but I think really the, the biggest thing is kind of to answer your question um, is just using social media for free to tell people about what you're doing. And if you can do that, you can have more and more success. Um, you know, people, people, no matter what your business is, they want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? So I see social media as a living and breathing portfolio, where if you, anybody can look me up, right? My Facebook's public, it's open for potential real estate clients. But by looking, you know, you can 
look at my stuff and be like, I like him or I don't. I've kind of built, you know, a relationship with you, even if we've never spoken in person. So that's kind of how I've done some of it. And that's kind of the quick summary of my background. And, and you know, uh, it's the same way with a podcasting, right, John? I always tell people that life is a constant game of connection. And, and certainly during the pandemic, one, one of the one of the industries that really saw a surge was real estate because people still wanted to buy and sell houses, right? So talk to me about the importance of networking and how you sort of have survived from a real estate perspective following COVID. I'm fascinated. Yeah, well, great question. I think, um, you know, in here in Pennsylvania, and this isn't to be political at all, but, you know, certain states had restrictions, certain states didn't. Pennsylvania was pretty restrictive. Um, so when COVID happened in March of 2020, you know, the start of it, um, we couldn't do business. We couldn't do anything outside our home for two months. So I think it's all about like, how are you going to look at a situation? I could have sat on the couch and pouted and said, oh, but my real estate business was growing and now I can't leave the house to show houses or anything like that. Instead, I just did what I could. So suddenly I had a ton of free time. So I actually did this thing with a lender that I know who still is my primary lender in the business called Mortgage Mondays. And I would go Facebook Live with this lender. He would tell people about the market update, how things were going in the housing market. And so what I learned during that with COVID and everything was you don't have to be the expert. You just have to connect people to the expert. You know, when I started doing those mortgage Mondays, I started getting calls. I started getting text messages about business. Um, and they knew I couldn't leave my house, right? We could only do like virtual tours of homes. Um, but then... What happened was like those people that had reached out for those couple months, um, we the minute the restriction was lifted, right? And of course, we went safely and in mask, but we could suddenly go see homes again. So you you kind of had two options, even and I feel like everyone has these options every day. You can a like you know, cry about it, sit on the couch, or you can do something about it. And so for me, I tried to just say, okay, well, what can I do in my business even with the COVID restrictions? And that's kind of how I was on video more, how I really um, built a social media following from the very beginning, because I was putting myself out there, even if it was from this desk in my house. Yeah, absolutely. And now you help people go from uh, employee to entrepreneur as a function of your business. So I'm wondering how you help people sort of realize what their entrepreneurial dreams are as well. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, there was a great, uh, there was an awesome phrase going around in like the post-COVID environment that was, uh, people were saying there was a great resignation where all these people had been home for COVID or working from home and they were like, um, I don't want to go back to that life. I don't want to go back to that life working nine to five in a job that I hate with people I don't like making half, you know, not even making great money. And so um, really, I think I think it's all about like connecting people with what are they passionate about, right? What do what are you passionate about? Um, how do you see yourself helping people? I think a lot about the word legacy, right? My legacy, it's not just me and making money in my real estate business. I want to think about how am I going to impact my kids, their kids, like for generations, how can I impact people? And so I really encourage people like, what are you passionate about? What do you love doing? You know, I'm a realtor, but I also do social media coaching. I didn't, 
Why did I start doing social media coaching? Because people came to me and said, you're really good at this. Can you help me? So I would, so anyone who's out there and they're like, well, I don't know what business I would start. My encouragement to you is like, what are people asking you about already? Right? What are the things that you're so good at that you think are ordinary that people think are extraordinary? And they say, hey, can you help me do that? So imagine if you build websites and you can like do it with your eyes closed. Well, that could be a business, even though you think it's something just for fun. Let's say you um, build exotic cars or like working on cars. And, you know, I could never, I hate working on my car. I barely change my own oil, but maybe you love that. And so you could create a business doing that. So I hope that kind of gives people briefly, like, here's some ideas and it's basically just what are people already asking you about? What is it people around you think you're an expert in? And how do you take that and turn it into a business? Yeah, absolutely. You know, John, I always tell people that we make time in life for the priorities that are important to us. And one of, one of your priorities, of course, is to helping people sort of thrive in business through advertising as well. And I know that with little money, you uh, also uh, tripled your income through advertising. So tell me about how important it is to be an effective advertiser. And really, it doesn't really uh, uh, take much if you really put your mind to it, doesn't it? No, that's correct. So actually, I did it with no advertising. I don't pay for ads at all. Um, so I, yeah, with no advertising, I tripled my income basically because kind of like I was saying sort of at the beginning through social media, I've built an awareness, I've built a presence. So I don't pay for any of that. I don't pay for ads. I don't pay Zillow, um, anything like that. And, and so I think there's so much, um, there's so much going on on social media where you can just interact with people, build relationships with people. And so I found like, you know, right before I got off this call, I was sending text messages, sending Facebook messengers right here from my computer and just connecting with people. No, no agenda except just connecting with people. And when you connect with people and serve people organically for free, free is like my favorite word on social media, you don't need advertising to build your business. Um, you know, there's so many different things that are there kind of low hanging fruit that people can do to grow their business you don't need advertising. So we've done a little, our team, I now run the social media stuff for our team. We've done a little bit of like boosting stuff, but for the most part, every single thing that we do is organic. Why? Well, because when I think about how I want to do business, I think about how I want to be treated, right? You know, treat others the way you want to be treated. I don't want people to, um, you know, I don't want people to cold call me, to pitch me, to, um, you know, text me and bother me. Like, so, so I think about, okay, how do I like to be communicated with? Who do I do business with? The business I do business with aren't, aren't pitching me their product or service. They're just building relationships with me. I come to know, like, and trust them as an individual. And then I think, Hey, what's your business? How can I support what you're doing? And so in the same way, I don't pitch if you if anyone listening to this just you can look me up my like I said my Facebook's public um and and if you're just listening you know John Shookman it's S C H U C H M A N but you just see all I'm doing on social media is building relationships checking in with people seeing how they're doing engaging with people those kinds of things and and it seems almost too simple but I think a lot of people are not doing it in their business and they could do it in a in a much better way to reach people Yeah absolutely and 
John, I'm fascinated to ask you, how do you think uh, social media has has so, sort of changed the way we conduct uh, what, what, what used to be known as regular business? How do you think social media has made that medium sort of be- better and more efficient? Yeah, I love this question, Kevin. Um, uh, Social media has made it so that I can reach more people um, quicker. Social media has made it so that um, I can build relationships quicker. Like I have, I have people that I've never met, right? Think about podcasters that we talk to that. Like, I feel like they're my friends through social media. And so maybe they're not interested in real estate or the coaching I offer, but maybe they know somebody who at some point they're like, Hey, John, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Where are you? Oh, Lancaster. Where's that? An hour outside of Philadelphia. Oh, I have a friend looking to buy a home. You know, you just build relationships with people. And in terms of the platforms, um, Kevin, what I've seen a lot, you know, recently is, especially with the emergence of TikTok, um, Instagram reels is videos sell, right? So I've had clients where I will pay a videographer to film them giving a client testimonial because I can talk all day about I'm a great realtor. Nobody cares, right? Anybody would say that. But what are your clients saying about you, right? So I think short form video is in and it's like the new thing. Well, okay. So use that to benefit your business, interview your clients, be on video. Um, I have clients that I'll sit down with, you know, and they haven't, they're not clients yet. They haven't bought a home or sold a home. But they'll be like, I feel like I already know you because I've seen your videos. I've seen you on social media. And so imagine in your business, whatever you're doing, if you can sit down with someone and you feel like you already, they and they feel like they already know you by the time they sit down and they like you and they trust you. It's not like you have to sit there and pitch what you do. Oh yeah, I can do this. I can do this. You've already through your like online portfolio, you've shown them who you are. Really at that meeting, you're just making sure, they're just making sure your online presence is who you real life, right? Um, so I would encourage people, social media is a great tool. Videos are great. Photos, people love photos and videos and people love stories. So um, Kevin, I was so inspired by what you're doing and your story of overcoming adversity, right? And that attracts people to you because you've and you've shared that story, right? So what's attractive about that is like, you know, no, you've been through so much in your life, you overcame that and, and you know, didn't kind of, didn't kind of let bad things keep you down or frustrate you. You kept moving on and, you know, moving forward, trying to help people and serve people. So think about that with whatever business you guys have that are listening, right? How can you use your social media to serve people, to help them? Um, and just to kind of create organic relationships with them where they already trust you before they even sit down with you. Yeah, and, and you know, John, I, I think that building relationships also builds an inclusive culture. As you as you know from doing your research on me, I'm all about promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion for all pe- people, no matter what um, Yeah. Uh, what walk of life they come from. So tell me about building an inclusive culture and how that helps you also build relationships. Yeah, great question. I, I think it's so interesting because I've even had clients that are like, oh, who did you vote for? What's your political affiliation? And I'm like, I, like it doesn't matter. I, I I normally just don't share 
because I want to love people. I want to serve them. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you look like. I just want to serve you, right? And help you in any way that I can. And so um, I also think in like the business that I'm in, in real estate, there's so many, you know, and it's kind of, so for those of you that don't know real estate, well, people look at realtors that like, they kind of look at used car salesmen, right? And so we kind of get a bad rap. And so I want to be that person that's accepting and loving of everyone. I don't care what you believe. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care. Those things do not matter to me. What really matters to me is like, am I helping you? Am I serving you? Right. Whatever life decisions you make are not for me to decide or me to kind of tell you how to live your life. My job is to like show kindness, compassion, um, and, and love to you in in whatever situation we're in so like if you're buying a house i don't care i don't really care what your life circumstance is my job is to serve your needs be honest uh treat you with kindness and have integrity really is the biggest piece in the real estate transaction like always do right by you in every single situation yeah and john as you know i i have um cerebral palsy and every time i uh, it's uh, interview a realtor, I always ask them, how do you think we can sort of create more opportunities for folks with uh, disabilities to buy houses on their own? Because as you know, most uh, homes aren't handicap accessible and they can, can typically cost a lot of money to retrofit so how do you think we can create a market for uh, folks with disabilities to buy and sell real estate as well yeah well i think it's just a, a little bit kind of like what i said like i don't if someone has a disability if someone has something that's happened if someone lives a different life than me i have to be accepting an understanding of that right so i have to imagine that i'm showing you homes like i have to think about like hey how would we put you know a wheelchair accessible ramp here how would we do those things and then it's kind of you know i'm I'm all about building the relationships. So let's say, you know, I think real estate is a lot of give and take. Maybe certain homes don't meet, you know, like uh, the requirements that they need to make. So I kind of talk to the realtor, hey, Will, um, I think everything is, you know, negotiation in real estate. So I kind of say like, hey, my client loves this home. They need it to be wheelchair accessible. They need it to have these certain things. What is your seller willing to do, right? And then I kind of think it's, it's basically like, um, you know, again, building relationships. So my favorite thing to do for all of my clients is I'll call the realtor and I'll say, hey, what's going to get the job done on this transaction? And normally they'll joke money, right? But I say, of course, like dollars, but like, what what does your client want, right? I, I think the biggest thing, Kevin, is a lot of people look at sales or, you know, real estate as like someone wins and someone loses. In, in a situation like that, I think it's kind of like, hey, what's going to, benefit your seller. Okay. We'll give a full price offer. Okay. We'll give, um, you know, yeah, they can have a two week free rent back, whatever those things. And then it's kind of like give and take like, okay, well, what can you do for my client to make the bathroom, the bedroom, the, you know, the home more accessible to them. Right. And I think when we just have good conversations and try to serve each other, right. Like the seller can be super happy with the offer. 
but they and the listing agent would be happy with a great offer but then the buyer and buyer's agent can be happy because we made some you know accommodations to the home to make it a better fit and so i think it's just having conversations man like you know as you think about your situation right how can i serve kevin right what does kevin need and then me as the buyer's agent advocating for you right this is what you need um and i think another part too is right some realtors are really struggling out there but for those realtors that are really doing well and having a lot of success how can we invest our money our time into making our cities more accessible you know our parks are all these kinds of things accessible for people with disabilities and people that don't have disabilities like how can we um you know i want i live in a, a little town here in pennsylvania lancaster pa so amish country and so how can i make it accessible to everyone no matter disability or not color whatever it is race like all those different things don't matter i want great people in my city i want to serve great people and so i yeah i hope that kind of answers the question it's all about like creating relationships with people right finding the, the pain point right what's the need that they have and how can i serve them or fill that need yeah absolutely and john i'm curious to also ask you about uh, you know uh, the secret sauce in real estate and what are your principles uh for for success in that regard? Yeah, I, I love the question. Um, I think really the the secret to kind of the secret sauce to kind of having success is um, first of all, serve people, care about people with integrity, right? Do the right thing. Um, and then like, just, just try to help people. Um, you know, in my business, right? If I put something on Facebook about a house, maybe a client reaches out and, you know, we're recording this around Thanksgiving. Maybe a client reaches out and says like, hey, John, I'm really struggling. So it's kind of like, how can I help people? You know, I, I think so much about the word impact. And so the secret to really being successful in life, real estate, business is how am I impacting people? How am I serving people, right? How am I um, kind of pouring at like, you know, showing my heart to people, caring about their needs, um, and kind of just really hearing them. You know, I think so many people in sales or whatever, listen to just respond. Right. So I think it's kind of like, how am I listening to serve? Not just, you know, not just, okay, you said this and now I'm quick to respond. It's kind of like, well, what can I do to help people? I, I think about with my podcast, with the membership I have, with the real estate that I do, I think so much about the word impact. And so I think like the secret is how am I impacting others, right? I, I I hope and pray that like when I'm dead, right, that people remember me for like how I loved them and cared about them, no matter who they were, what they went through, anything like that. Um, in, you know, I hope that that legacy lives much longer than I physically live. I hope that people remember me as someone who was helpful and kind. And if you can do those things, I truly believe that you'll have success in real estate or any business. Yeah, life is about all about paying it forward, isn't it? It is, man. And again, I think, you know, not even uh, the golden rule, like treat others the way you want to be treated. I, I heard someone tell me recently the platinum rule, treat others the way they want to be treated. So even more better than you would treat yourself. Um, you know, I kind of think if you've ever been to 
like kind of this kind of a silly example, but a hotel or a restaurant, like or an Airbnb, you don't want to go trash the place and leave it in, uh, you know, a wreck for someone to clean up. You're kind of thinking like, how do I leave this in, you know, looking nicer or cleaner or tidier than when I found it, right? So I think about in life, how do you leave, you know, we've all got what, 50, 100 years, I guess it depends on the person in this world. Like, so how in that limited amount of time, do I kind of impact people to leave the world a better place than I found it? And and that's why I think it's so cool to talk to great people like you on a podcast, because that's what you're doing with your show. That's what I try to do with my show. It's all about impacting people, trying to help them and trying to serve them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about real estate and in the context of inflation, because, you know, you can't turn on the news without someone telling you how much things cost these days. So how how do you think that translates to real estate? And if someone's looking to buy a house, how much, or sell a house, how much do they have to uh, have inflation as sort of uh, something they have to put on the back burner when they make those decisions? Yeah, this is a great question, Kevin. And I wish I had a uh, magic eight ball here to tell you, hey, this is what the market's going to look like in six months. We don't have that. What we do is kind of analyze the data and give our you know best kind of hypothesis based on the research we've done. So what I kind of tell people, well, I'll start. I'll start in reverse on the listing side. So as inflation has you know changed the rates, right? And not to, again, not to be political, but the government you know, mortgage-backed securities, the rates go up. So it gives buyers less buying power. So that means that as things have shifted over the last few months, sellers have a little less leverage, right? They're not seeing 30 offers anymore in a weekend. So from the listing side, I think it's for me and my clients and the, the realtors I coach and their clients, it's all about transparency from the beginning, right? So for instance, if I have a listing that comes up, I say, hey, by the way, we'll probably expect this to sell in about you know 15 to 30, maybe 45 days, right? Set that proper expectation. A year ago, I was telling people, leave for the weekend, we'll get 20 offers and we'll be under contract and they would laugh, right? So I think it's about kind of having your button, your finger on the pulse, feeling out um, what the market is like and guiding your clients. I will say before I shift to the buying side, I don't watch the news because almost everything on the news is meant to scare you. I still have clients buying houses. Me and my wife right now just went under contract on a home. So if I thought home values were going down, I wouldn't be buying another home and you know selling this or renting it out where we live now. I wouldn't be doing that. And so I think it's about educating. You know, If you watch the news, they will scare you and say, oh, 2008 is happening again. But here's what I want people to understand if you think about real estate. Since 2000, all across, well, I just know USA stats. I apologize. I don't know Canada. But since 2000, the average home price is up 8 to 10% a year, including 2008, even if you factor that in. So my advice to clients is like, unless you're selling this home in a year, it's still a great time to buy. Right, it's still a great time to buy because the market um, is only going to go up. Now, will it? Um, I still believe if you were to say to me, John, like you need an answer right now, I would tell you prices would still be up from today 
to a year a, a year from now they would be up now it probably won't be 20 percent like in 2020 to 2021 um it will probably be and it probably won't be the average of eight percent it'll probably be they're up four percent five percent but they're still going to be up you know i bought my house in 2017 for 165,000, and now it's worth over 250,000. someone then told me don't buy in a, in a seller's market. Well, four years later, we're finally seeing it shift um, five years later. So, and on the buyer side, man, I actually think it's a great time to buy a home because you're not competing against 30 offers. My clients recently, you're competing against one or two. And so you don't have to go 30,000 above list. So, you know, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the news because they're trying to scare you. I guide my clients in what's best for them. If they say, I want to buy a house and sell it in six months, I'm like, eh, I, I probably wouldn't do that. If they say, we want to be here 10 years, I would buy a house today because prices are still going to be up. You know, there's a great quote by uh, Dave Ramsey, finance guy, and he basically says, you know, but he's talking about the stock market, real estate. He's like, the only people that get hurt on a roller coaster is the ones who jump off when it's upside down. And so it's it's a silly analogy, but the point is basically um you you don't you don't I don't jump off upside down, right? You ride out the roller coaster, the whole whatever three minute ride it is. And so in real estate, the house I'm buying, maybe it's down a little bit in a few months but I'm going to own it for probably five to 10 years. So yeah, I ho hope that helps as we kind of process through what inflation looks like with the housing market. Yeah. And John, you know, I'll just share a little bit more about myself. You know, buddy, I used to be a job coach for uh, folks with disabilities. And I always told them to make a checklist of your dream job. So my next question has to do with for anyone that wants to get into real estate as a profession, what are some of the burning questions they should ask themselves before committing to making this sort of a life choice? Yeah, great question. I think the first thing you need to ask yourself in um, if you want to be a realtor is one, can I survive with no money for nine to 12 months? right? I would rather assume the worst that you are going to make no money your first year. Um, and, you know, that's just the reality of it, right? I made my first 12 months, I think I made $37,000 or something like that, right? So I was I was roughing it, right? It was rough. Um, so I would say, do you have some savings? Do you have some money to get into the business? And if you don't, then let's hustle. Let's do some side jobs for a year while you still work your nine to five job and save up a twenty dollars to $30,000 nest egg so that you can put your heart and soul into this. I would also say, um, are you ready to work all the time? Now, I, I say that carefully because I don't work 24-7. Right now, I work when I want. Now, my clients probably two or three times a week need to see homes in the evening. But normally, my my uh, you know days is I spend the morning with my kids, start working in the afternoon. I love it. So, but we, me and my wife have learned to be flexible, right? So can you be flexible? Can your spouse be flexible? Um, I had a showing last week and they and I had 10 minutes notice and I said, hi. I said, uh, got a showing for this couple. I love you. Bye. So we've had to adjust. So can you survive with no money for a little bit? Can you be flexible in your family? Right. And 
Do you want to be the boss? Being the boss is like my favorite thing. I love it. I get to do almost basically what I want every single day. But that also means, hey, when a deal's falling apart, who's in charge of it? Me. When uh, something's happening with a client, you know, I've had clients that they settle um, and right before settlement, there's a huge issue, finances or whatever. I'm the boss. So I think it it's are you willing to take responsibility for everything that happens in the business it's it's awesome i love it but you have to think you're the the owner the ceo the social media guy the uh you show the houses you're all of those jobs in one so it's super rewarding i would just kind of summarize can you survive with no money for a little bit do you have a supportive and flexible family situation um and are you ready to be the boss, good, bad, and ugly? Oh, well, it's kind of like uh, bringing it back to fo football. It's kind of like being a field boss, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, and I imagine, think about a guy um, that uh, plays wide receiver and cornerback and and sometimes subs in at QB. Um, you know, you think about all those things and you're like, oh, do I want to do that? Some people, you know, I'm, I'm super big into football. So I think about Debo Samuel for the 49ers, right? Last night, he he's playing and he rushes for a touchdown. Sometimes he's that. Sometimes he's the wide receiver. Sometimes he's the QB. Um, so I love being Debo Samuel in my business. I love that each day is kind of different, right? Each play for Debo is like, oh, maybe it's a 40-yard run, a 30-yard pass. Sometimes they'll do a trick play where you're throwing it. So do you want to be that or do you want to just be the guy that sits at a desk? And I can't decide that for someone they have to. Um, but I hope that helps people, you know, as they kind of process through career decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And I know th that you uh, teach some of these lessons on your own podcast, as you've mentioned a couple of times. So tell me about the show and what it's all about, my friend. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you. You've been an amazing host, and I'm so honored that you had me on the show. Um, so my show is called The Real Estate Survival Guide. And really the best part, um, so if people want to find it, you can go to therealestatesurvivalguide.com. You can connect with me there as well. I have, and really, I just want to help people, Kevin. That's I love what you're doing. I want to help people. So if you're listening to this and maybe you don't want to be in real estate at all, you know, my podcast just has great business sense. I I think people say that. Um, and so hopefully that's helpful to you. But you know, even with the social media piece, a lot of what I talk about on the show is growing your business through social media. Now I apply it on the show to real estate, but it kind of could apply to any business. Um, and I just want to help people, man. I really do. I love podcasting. I love helping people. Um, and so if, if there's anyone even out there who's like, I really need help with social media. I don't know how to grow my business. Let me know. You know, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you can find me. Facebook's the one, the main one I'm on for social media. Um, go to my website, connect with me. And, and like, really, I have a membership for realtors and you know, business, there's others that are in there that aren't realtors because they like the business sense, but I don't really have anything to sell you. I'm not, you're, you're not going to see me as like a, a pitchy salesperson. I'm kind of like I am in my real estate business, creating relationships, caring about people, helping them is the same way I do it in what the, you know, my social media stuff, my podcast and um, the membership. So if you have questions about social media or like, John, can you give me, I'm struggling, give me three thing, three quick things in 20 minutes. Let's jump on a call. I'm happy to do that. I'm not going to try to sell you anything because for most of you, really, if you're not in real estate, I don't have anything to sell. But I think the biggest thing is just be helpful. I, 
I believe even if you post on Facebook 20 times a week or none, you can be successful. You can create a six-figure income on using social media for free for your business. So I'd love to connect with anybody who has questions or um, just needs some encouragement. Um, happy to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, you've got a great coach there and Kevin, but if there's anything I can do, I, I'd be honored to speak with anybody who's listening to this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, John, my final question that I end every podcast with is about legacy. And you, you sort of... Uh, talked about it during our conversation. So when you look at your personal and professional legacy, I'll give you the space to tell me finally how you want that to be defined in your life. Yeah, again, thank you. And thanks for the great conversation. Um, I I want my legacy to be defined by did did he care about people and did he put others above himself? Did he serve them? Um, again, legacy is my favorite. I've never been a guy. We we live pretty frugally. I don't need to be the guy that makes a million dollars. I would like to drive a Tesla one day. That's like my one dream, but I don't have to have like all the money in the world. Really, I want to be someone that helps people, um, loves, I'm, I'm a person of faith, so loves God, um, loves my wife and our kids. And then my, you know, friends, family and clients, like I consider them friends and family. I, I consider people that I coach in my membership or with social media family, right? You're my family in a different way. And we, you know, we got, we have tough times, but we work through them. And so that's kind of how I want to be defined, man. Uh, it's kind of weird. You kind of get emotional thinking about like how you want to be remembered when you die. <laughs> um, and I think it kind of puts everything in perspective on like, I want to be remembered for how I care about people, how I serve them, how I help them. So yeah. And I, I think, man, like I know I said this offline and, and a couple times here, your story is incredible and how you've, you know, been through so much adversity, but help people is absolutely awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's cool to watch and interact with cool people like you who are leaving that, that legacy and serving people and helping people. And it inspires me to do that better each and every day. Well, I certainly appreciate the compliment, and it's all about paying it forward. Because I, I tell you, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter how much money you make, you you can't take it with, uh, with you when you leave. It's all about the way that you want to be remembered and the impact you leave, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, John, just tell me uh, quickly if people want to get uh, connected with you, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, social media is fine. Again, John Shookman, it's not spelled how you would think. So it's S-C-H-U-C-H-M-A-N. You can find me there. And also the the website is therealestatesurvivalguide.com. You can connect with me there. And again, if you have any questions about anything, maybe you're thinking about real estate, maybe you're thinking about social media in your business, I'd love to talk to you. Happy to jump on a call and just see how I can help. So yeah, that's where you can find me, therealestatesurvivalguide.com or social media, John Shookman, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, and Kevin, thank you so much for the awesome interview. Thanks for all you're doing for people. And I, I look forward to talking with you again very soon. Absolutely. Well, uh, John, I want to thank you for providing your insights and perspective on social media, real estate, and everything in between, my friend. I want to wish you uh, the very best this holiday season and a happy uh, Thanksgiving, my friend. And I want to thank you for being here this afternoon. It's most appreciated.
Hey, it was, it was a pleasure. Thank you again for your time. And I hope you and your audience have an awesome rest of your day.